You should drink some water. A reminder from Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, and with me tonight is... Me. Calvin. Suspect numero uno of numerous crimes, never been caught. And our Better Buddies icebreaker is, uh... It's a it's another pro- possibly contentious one. Uh, almost as contentious as last week's, I might say. But the icebreaker question is... What's your opinion on milk? And what's the best kind of milk? Strawberry. Fair answer. Strawberry milk is the best milk. And as a whole, uh, milk is acceptable? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 always, I used to drink like a crap ton of milk because I would eat cereal in the morning for breakfast. I would usually have like two to three bowls of cereal and I would and I fill up my cereal bowl like it's like half milk um and i would sometimes like top it up with milk in for like the second or third bowl and then i would drink <laughs> that entire thing and i did that every day um i would go through a gallon of milk a week easy nice but i've kind of stopped doing that because um i don't think i have like i'm, not, I'm i don't have i'm not like lactose intolerant but that's just like too much milk. So um, when I went paleo for a bit, I cut out all dairy, um, and I definitely, I definitely feel, felt a little bit better removing the milk. So I've been hesitant to go back to eating all that cereal and milk in the morning. Yeah, how, how many bowls of cereal were you eating in the morning? Like two or three. <laughs> That's probably also not a good choice, but yeah, nice. I've I feel like it's one of those things that most people don't even think about milk consumption, but there are some people who are completely like, no, you you don't drink milk. It's it's gross. Yeah, I don't. I I think that's just because of where we were raised that we love milk so much. But I'll hear people online be like, oh, milk, that's for babies. You're not a baby anymore. You don't need milk. And it's just like, yeah, but it's good. It is good and. Uh, while I respect the strawberry milk choice, it's not one many people will make. Uh, it's the best. I'm personally a chocolate milk person. Chocolate milk is good. Uh, I, oh, when I was uh, when I was in Cub Scouts, we went to tour this dairy farm nearby, and uh, at the end they had like they had this milk that was blue. Oh, and it was like a. It was like a variation of chocolate milk. It was like this weird kind of like white chocolate, but it was like like esque flavor. Um, but it was blue milk, and it was it, it, well. I mean, I was like six at the time, but in my memory, it's the best milk I've ever had. Speaking of blue milk, uh, when I went to the star wars land at disney world they sell blue milk there yeah and it is the weirdest thing because it's it's got like a milk like a little bit of thicker milk consistency maybe like a whole milk but the flavor 
is more of a, like, tropical fruity flavor. Oh, I hate it. No. And... Also, there's a velociraptor behind you. Oh, no! Oh! Clever girl. Um, but yeah, it was just this weird flavor of, like, fruity, etc. And it wasn't, like, bad. It was just kind of off-putting. No, that sounds horrible. I don't know. The cup was nice because it was, like, it was all authentic style to episode four. But... And I should have kept the cup. It was solid enough plastic. I could have kept it. And I didn't. But yeah. Go to Star Wars Land. Try the blue milk. And I, I think milk's good. It's I'm I was never a big milk on cereal person. I like the crunch of cereal, but There's something wrong with you. I, I, I know. The milk is what makes the cereal. But cereal is the main event. No. It, it's equal parts cereal and milk. And then the best part is at the end. After you eat all the cereal, and you just have sugary cereal-tasting milk. And that's, like, the best. Mm. That milk, after you finish the cereal, is the greatest milk ever. What cereal were you eating? Didn't matter the cereal. Mm. I see. What cereal were you eating? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, see? Cinnamon milk. Cinnamon sugary milk? Awesome. Frosted Flakes? Awesome. Captain, any variation of Captain Crunch, awesome. Golden Grams, awesome. I feel like if you're... just plain, like, Corn Flakes or Chex, awesome. I guess. I don't know, it's just never a thing for me. And by the time I finish a bowl of cereal, there's there's all... Would you dump out the milk? Yeah. There's something wrong with you. I don't think we can be friends anymore. Oh. I feel like this is a deal breaker for me. Well, this is the shortest episode of the Better Buddies podcast ever. Um, we've had a good run. <laughs> this is how it ends. Not with a bang, but with pouring milk down the drain. Yep. Man, I, I feel like I have to reevaluate my status of, uh, based on my heritage. You know, like, is yeah. it even real? Gosh. This is, a, this is not an existential crisis I was prepared for. <laughs> so I got a new phone. Oh, yeah, you got. You said you were getting the uh, Pixel 3a? Uh, 3a XL, because nice, bigger nice. is better. How do you like it so far? I haven't tried it yet. Um, what? You didn't immediately fire it up? No, uh, I didn't want... I have left it in the box, sealed, taped up, until I get the case. Like, the case wow, is shipped. Something else. But, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't not pull it out and immediately fire it up and get it set up. See, and I, I would, except I don't want to break it. Don't drop it. I guess, uh, I, I guess this is the level of trust I place in myself. But uh, until phone. Modern phones are actually pretty sturdy. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you're going to drop them from any height on their screen. That's going to be the thing. But, like, for the most part, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. I don't have a screen protector on my phone, and it's survived. Really? Yeah, I've, I've had this phone for a year and a half now. Almost, yeah, yeah, a year and a half. Um, there's like a small scratch and like the screen a little bit, but it's not, it's hardly even noticeable. Um, cool. But, yeah. Because that is something I've been worried about, because like the case I've, I have now is an OtterBox, and I picked up another OtterBox case. But... Moxie, those are just way too thick. I hate how like bulky they make your phone. 
on my next phone, I might get one of those like skins that you put on your phone mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit less slippy because that's one of the reasons I put a case on is because some, a lot of these phones are pretty slick yeah. and that will make you drop them. But I try and get the best case that I think that it's like also the, th- the thinnest because I don't, I don't like thick bulky cases. See, and I don't mind the thick cases because I am clumsy and I like having a little bit more like surface area to grab onto so that if it does start to like slip out of my hand and fall, I have a second chance to hold on to something. No, so you just got to get better at uh, catching things with your feet. I mean, I could catch things with my feet, I guess, but I am not, uh, I'm not Tarzan. I was not raised by uh, by jungle apes to uh, use my feet as tools, as manipulating tools. So um, you're missing out. Are you are you a Tarzan boy? I don't know what you're talking. About. Uh, I I think you are the mythical Tarzan boy. Are you not? I can neither confirm nor deny. You heard it here first, folks. Calvin is a Tarzan boy. Uh, so buddies recommend. What shall we recommend this week? I don't know. I was trying to think of something, and I can't really think of anything. I haven't been watching anything new. Um, I'm still watching all my same anime and stuff. Um, I mean, I've already recommended the entirety of anime, so. <laughs> Movies, not really watching anything. Um, oh, I know what I'll recommend. I was flipping through the TV tonight. We're getting ready for dinner, after just after dinner. And uh, Jeremiah Johnson was on the last, like, 20 minutes Jeremiah Johnson was on. That's a great film. Robert Redford plays a mountain man who, he, he's, a, he's a veteran from the Civil War, and he just is tired of everything. You don't really know anything about his history. You just know that he fought in the Civil War, and he didn't, and he's just done with people and war and civilization so he goes out west wants to be a mountain man and he 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 doesn't like think he's all that but he doesn't he's like yeah i can i can handle this it's like i just need to get a gun get some traps and he's like i can handle myself outside Mm because i mean back in the 1800s most people really kind of could yeah do like a lot of that basic stuff it was called chores and they enjoyed it yeah yeah and like starting fires skinning animals so all that stuff was kind of just normal. Yeah. So he like wants this specific type of gun. I forget exactly what it is. Like, but he can't find it. So he ends up getting like this cheap gun, and then getting traps and goes up and and nearly freezes to death in the winter. This Native American just is on a horseback with a bunch of fish. Sees him struggling to catch a fish, and just kind of shakes his head and rides away on his horse. He's like, he's oh. gonna die. Uh, <laughs> and then it's about him like developing and learn and becoming a mount like a real hmm. mountain man and like this legend, and it's awesome. That sounds like a really cool movie. I'd never heard of that, so I'm gonna have to it's check that out. So it's so good. It's an older film. Yeah, um, and it kind of show, shows, but it also kind of makes it better. And it's slow. It's, well, yeah, I think like you as you're saying, being an older movie film makes it better. It's about an older time period, and Robert Redford's not a young man these days, so... No. Kind of has to be an older film. Or not has to be, yeah. but it's likely to be an older film. But I think it's... Yeah. I think it's yeah. A cool, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's a cool idea to, like, 
it's about an older time period, and it's an yeah. older film, so it just kind of, like, helps reinforce that yeah. age. Yeah, especially now. Um, but at one point, he finds, like, this, like, super old mountain man guy that kind of becomes his mentor, and he's my favorite character. He's just amazing. He he solely exists. His, like, sole purpose as a mountain man is to hunt grizzly. Really? Yep, he just goes around hunting grizzly bears. That's all he does. That's all he cares huh. about. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a that's an end game player, you know? Like, you've completed all the quests, and now you have to make up your own stuff to do. So it's like, I'm going I'm to go hunt all the grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he lures, like, a bear back into his house and dump, jumps out the window and leaves Jeremiah Johnson to fight it inside oh. his house. Oh, my. <laughs> Just like, all right, have fun. Yeah, he just like dives out the window at the back. Good grief. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun film. It's, it, yeah, and there's some there's some action to it as well. And there's, um, yeah, there's there's some good parts. It's really good. It's a great film. Nice. I'll have to check it out. My recommendation, I've got, I technically have one and a half. I'm going to start with the half. My half recommendation because I only watched the back half of it, is Knives Out. Oh, I just watched that this like this last weekend, because it's on Amazon. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I can see why people thought it was amazing, but I didn't think it was like that amazing. But I, I did really enjoy it. It was quite good. That's almost word for word my assessment. It was very enjoyable. I could see why people thought it was amazing. I thought it was a little... I don't know what the right word is. If it's simplified or over the top. But it was just a little, like, up it, one. It was, it was very much a modern take on the whole gentleman sleuth genre. And I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I enjoy. I, I started up uh, literally at the point where Chris Evans' character is starting to, like, piece it... Like, put everything together. Okay. Uh, and is talking with the nurse for the like when he like gets the story from her. Yeah. And I've watched from that point on. So I don't know what the first half of it was like, but um I would say go back and watch the first half. Um, okay. cuz it's way better if I think you really do need to watch all of it. Yeah. To get a better view of it. But I I thought it was good. Uh the twists were enjoyable. Um they weren't like super obvious of what they were, so... Yeah, I, I got got. Yeah. So, uh, def- I recommend... the I half recommend the back half of that movie. <laughs> and my full recommendation is Legends of Tomorrow Season 5. Yeah? Yeah, they took Season 5 and, as a writing group, basically clean restart. Uh, not clean restart, but, like, they... It, feel, it felt yeah. like they stepped back and said, okay... Let's put a little new life into this. What we can we do with this? So, like, they revamped the intro sequence to have an actual intro sequence with some, like, cool rock music and, you know, that, like, kind of punk newspaper cutting style that they'll do for, like, some anime intros? Or, like, uh, on punk, like, the uh, in underground clubs, it's, like, the posters are, like, cutouts and, like, slapping the walls and stuff like that? Kinda, Yeah. Once you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But they do that for the intro with, like, each of the characters. And 
they did a really good job of taking Zari's brother, Bayrod, who was literally at the end of the previous season, was time shenanigans put onto the team and had been there for forever. But they do a really good job of, like, integrating him in smoothly. Um, Constantine, it's a little lighter on the Constantine stuff, but not by much. It's just the first, like, couple episodes are a little Constantine light. And the the first episode is the finale to Crisis of Infinite Earths, which I thought it did a good job of, like, yeah. wrapping that up. And the overall plot for Season 5, they do a really good job with. Uh, Mick Rory has a kid. That's got some really fun interactions of him simultaneously, like, being Mick Rory, known arsonist and criminal thief, but also not, like, realizing, hey, this isn't a good path for my own kid to follow. But yeah, overall, like, the, and every, it was just very fun, and uh, I was a little sad about uh, Ray Palmer leaving the team halfway through. Yeah. Um, I really like Brandon Ruth. Is that Brandon Ruth? Yeah, I think it's Brandon Ruth. Yeah. Uh, he's a good actor. I, I really enjoyed him, and it's he was just great in every scene he was in for the show, so to have him leave was kind of sad. Um, is he also, doing something else, or is he just done? He's just done. They wrote him off. Because, um, as I understood it, him and the actress who played Nora Dark were actually uh, are um, in a relationship, and they both got written off at the same time. But yeah, uh, that leaves only two original legends from season one still on the ship. Sarah and... Uh, Rick. Rick. Yeah, Man, I don't know. Rick, I never Man. got... Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't think Rick sounded right, but I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I, I I, never really got into Legends. It was okay. Season one, I just tried the first two episodes and was just yeah. like, nope. Um, season four, I got like halfway through, but then it, I don't know. It just didn't hold me. I only started season four because I knew it was Constantine heavy. So I was just like, I'm just watching for Constantine. Well, he'll be back in... Constantine kept trying to change time, and I was just like, I hate it. Yeah. He's he's back for next season, too, so... And he's learned his lesson about time. But I... As having watched the show from the beginning, and having watched all of the... That's not true. Having watched Arrow, Flash, and Legends consistently, I think Legends is probably my favorite, just because it has a lot of the heart that, like, Flash does... But they also kick a lot of butt. Yeah. And it's... They get to, like, play with a lot of tropes and, like, hey, we're gonna go visit George Lucas and uh, do some Star Wars jokes. Or we... In season four, they did a legend... Uh, did a Indiana Jones spoof episode where a couple of people went to an explorer's club to go get a golden egg and they fought some Nazis, but... Their cover identities were Dr. Henry Jones Jr. and, um, what's her name? Miriam. Miriam, yeah. So it's just always been fun that way, and it's never been, like, melodramatic the way Arrow has been, or a little too, uh, Flash can get a little whiny sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I I like the CW shows decently enough. The crossovers were always fun, but... None of them really held me that much to any of them. 
So I don't know. I tried Supergirl. It was okay, but Supergirl uh, was I couldn't get into. I I understand it needed like some people really enjoy it. That's uh that's yeah. fine for them. It and I tried. I gave it a real honest chance. I got like halfway through season one, and it just felt a little too preachy, like not necessarily preachy, but a little too on the nose. Like, okay, I, I understand the point you're trying to make here, and it is a point that needs to be made. Yes, but you could take the foot off the gas, uh, just a hair. Are you gonna Are you gonna try their new one, Star Girl? Uh, probably not, because I've been watching on Netflix, and that's a uh, DC Universe HBO exclusive. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's airing on the CW though. It is. So, oh, I, I'm also not gonna see Batwoman, and they apparently the main lead actress on Batwoman just up and left was like, "I'm done. Peace out. Bye. See ya." Oh, really? Yeah, she decided the stunts they were too much. Well, to be fair, she did get in a pretty serious accident at one point and, like, needed surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unless she, like, broke some stuff. So I can I can understand why, but that's going to be tough for them to get around that. <sighs> have you, uh, have you, do, or I was watching, um, on Rooster Teeth, they had, uh, because they're owned by Warner Media. Yeah. Uh, they were streaming, uh, Doom Patrol. The first oh. three episodes, and I caught a like a just a five minute section of it. Um, what the heck is Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol is not one I'm extremely familiar with. What little I know is it's one of DC's like kind of leftover barrel assemblies. Um, it was I almost want to say it wasn't actually originally under the DC label. It was one of their imprints. Um, Similar to how Watchmen is DC, but it wasn't, like, under DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would put it in the same bucket as Guardians of the Galaxy, where, as a comic, it was pretty obscure, which meant the people who did something television-wise with it or live-action-wise with it could do whatever they want and, like, put their heart and soul into it. Because as far as I've heard, it's pretty enjoyable. and entertaining yeah the like five minute section that i kind of saw didn't seem like it would it, it kind of made me want to watch more like if i had hbo max i'd watch it but yeah it, it, i mean it wasn't enough to make me get hbo max but i would i would watch it if i had access to it because um cyborg was in it yeah um i uh but they like cyborg shows up at this like destroyed village or this destroyed town or whatever. He's talking to some dude. I don't even know what his name was. And he's just trying to be like, what happened? And the guy's just like not having any of it. And he's chasing after some donkey and cyborgs like, what do you mean? The town was swallowed up by a hole in the ground. And he's like, that's what happened. And he was like, and then wait, but where's the hole? It was swallowed up. <laughs> and he's like, but what's with this donkey? And he, and then the guy's just like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> well, uh, part of why I want to see it, uh, not enough to go get a subscription, but why I'd like to see it at some point is uh, Brendan Fraser's Robot Man. Oh, that might have been Brendan Fraser, that I, the, the guy. Uh, the, is he the look like a big clunky robot? Man. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yep. And I love... 
I know, I want to see it to understand why Robot Man is useful to the team when they have Cyborg, too. Because Robot Man is literally just a robot who is a man, as far as I understand it. Just from, I caught a bit of uh, Rooster Teeth was doing a after, like, a, a watch party podcast afterwards, and they were talking about it. And John, who is, like, a huge comics guy... Yeah, I just kind of offhandedly said that, like, oh, they and they got other like people that aren't part of Doom Patrol that were making cameos, like Cyborg. So I didn't think he was part of Doom Patrol as a unit, but I don't know. Um, I don't think he is in the comics, but he is in the show because, like, I saw okay. an ad for their most recent season, and he was in the advertising. I um, just, I just, I just pulled up the donkey clip that I was talking about because I was curious, and yeah. now that you said it's Brandon, Fra- Brandon Fraser, it's I, I clearly hear it. I don't yeah. know why I missed it. Well, that's one of the great things I think. Not great, but that's one of the things I enjoy about him in that role is that like it gives him a chance to just be in that role without people going, "Oh, look, it's Brendan Fraser," because I feel like he gets that a little bit, in, just in terms of like people assume, not to the same extent. Like, how do I want to order this? It's not like a Hugh Jackman or Robert Downey Jr. thing where people think they are the role. It's the reverse of people don't see the role at all. They just see Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you just see the actor and not his role. I, I can kind of see that. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, real solid. He's got, a, he's got, he's got like a good voice. His, I like his t- humor style that he seems to have in most of his films. I yeah. enjoy the Mummy series, even the second and third one. I haven't actually seen it, but uh, it's on my list. The second one's better than the third one. They change. I want to say they changed the female actress for each movie. Like Ooh. they never came back. Uh, Yikes! Let me see, because I I'm fairly certain the female actress from the first one. Uh, yeah. So starring Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Okay. Um, is she in filmography? Oh no, she is in. Okay, so she is in the Mummy Returns. They just couldn't get her to come back for the third one. Yeah, at least she came back for the second. Have you heard? This, of... The second one is not as bad. It's got some horrible CGI. Is that the um, CGI Rock Scorpion? Yes, that's oh. Scorp- where he's like the Scorpion King. It's got some pretty terrible oh. CGI, and there's some other there's some other terrible CGI as well. But um. Other than that, though, it was it was enjoyable. Nice. Then the third the third one, I is like a bad film. Yeah. The second one kind of is as well, but I I still kind of enjoy the third one. I didn't see that one as much. Um, I think I've only seen that once or twice, but that one's also fun. Have you heard of the yeah. movie uh, The Librarian? I think it's called. Yes, the librarian and the the. Uh, Oh, it's, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole franchise, I know. I watched the they, first like fifteen minutes of it one time at my grandma's house. The yeah, librarian the quest for the spear is the one that I've seen, and then I saw the beginning of Return to King Solomon's Mind. Um, quest for the spear was good because that's the first one. Okay. Um, let me just double check here. Yeah, yeah, quest for the spear. That one was enjoyable. Um, very, very much a early two thousands film. Yeah, kind like kind of low low budget. I think it's a TV movie. Yeah, it's a made for television. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, oh. Originally released on American Cable Channel, TNT. Uh, yeah. Okay. Didn't realize that, but that makes a lot more sense. Um, oh, see, because the first 15, the first, like, section that I, the little bit that I did watch was really entertaining. Because I remember, like, was... he gets the job and they're like, yeah, but you can't actually tell anyone what it is you do. And he goes home to his mom who has, like, he's been in college forever. And he yeah. finally tells her, like, I'm, I'm a librarian. And she's just like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I that that the quest for the spear is is fun. Um, I they made a TV show. Yeah, um, with I think the same guy. Uh, um, like I'm, yeah, television series twenty fourteen. Um, I watched like an episode of that with my roommate freshman year of college. It was pretty um, good. No, maybe maybe he doesn't. Uh, oh no. I, he yeah, following the original cast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, so he... I did see the... I, I saw the first episode of The Librarians, um, the, t- the new television series for it, and the original guy from it is still, like, the librarian. Uh-huh. Um, but it's... it was the, it, the TV show is supposed to focus around four new, like, librarian candidates or, uh. like, they, that work... Uh, that kind of like, yeah, it's like this new group that are, I don't remember exactly if they're new librarian candidates or if they're also new librarians, but it's about these four people and it was just, it, I don't know. It was, it would, no, it wasn't even like, okay. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't even. I saw was okay. It was like put on background television. Well, the first episode turned me off right away. Because I thought it was pretty bad, okay. but I had seen the entire first the movie, so I don't know if that kind of jaded me to it at all. But I'd recommend the movie. It's it's like I said, kind of cheesy, and it's a direct to TV movie, so yeah. it's not the greatest quality. But but who's to judge? You know? Yeah. Uh, let's say we uh give some people some advice on uh how to be a better buddy. And like when you ask your friends for advice, disclaiming it, it's not our fault if we give bad advice. Honestly, we got some, we got a couple pretty easy ones, and one uh, that I think we could actually give some really good advice on, like some solid real advice. Uh, but I'm saving that I'll one for the end. About that. First one is, how can a rich person be a loser? And my first thought, this is from Yahoo Answers, how can a rich person be a loser? My first thought is, did they lose a race? You know, I think most of the rich people are losers. Tell that to Bill Gates. I will. Oh, oh okay. hang on. Let me let me get him on the phone. No. Uh, I ring, also ring. said most, not all. <laughs> yeah, well, I think John Mulaney put it a really good way. Um, when in one of his stand-up sketches, he's talking about working with um, what musician was it? He was talking about when he was writing for the Saturday for Saturday Night Live. They had to write a get like a, a song parody thing and the musician he's working with would wouldn't like ask for a diet coke he'd just say diet coke and one would appear in his hand and Mulaney's point was like if you live in that world your concept of what it means to like be nice has to just change because yeah it's a completely different set of rules but yeah, yeah. i think i think the problem i think what you're getting at calvin is a lot of people who, particularly if you're, like, born into your money, don't necessarily get the uh, 
guidance they need on how to comprehend what it is they have, which causes them to not really understand their shortcomings. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I disagree that money makes you a bad person. Like, just because you have a ton of money, I hate the idea that rich people are inherently bad and, like, that they're not good people. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean they can't. Yeah, it's, it's not that wealth automatically makes you bad because there have clearly been many people of wealth who have done good things, such as the aforementioned Bill Gates. Um, but there is a... Hmm, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's more of a matter of making sure you don't get sloppy and just kind of being aware. And some people, even if they try their best to impart that self-awareness to their children, uh, it's raising children is already a fickle job. But yeah, uh, I think some real advice for that is um, anybody can be a loser. It's not a matter of wealth. And... Try to be a gracious loser if you are one. Yeah. Uh, second piece of... Or second uh, quandary, also from Yahoo Answers, is it bad that I hate dogs after I got mauled by one? No. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's perfectly understandable and reasonable. You've developed a actually quite reasonable fear of dogs compared to some fears yeah. where there is no reason. Also, you don't have to have a reason, really, to not like a certain type of animal. I mean, you can not like an animal, because... True. Whatever. <laughs> I was just thinking more, what's that uh, fear that a duck is always watching you? That phobia? Uh, is it... It's not... Wait, let's see. I don't remember. It's not like ichythalophobia or something like that. Because ichythobia would be like fish. Yeah. The track I was going down was more that, like... Some people develop uh, fears or phobias oh. over irrational things, and you've developed a very rational one, so you're quite all right to have that fear. The lassophobia can include fear of being in deep bodies of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea, of sea waves, sea creatures, and the fear of being distant from land. Oh. The lassophobia. Fear that some... Where a duck is watching you. That's like made up, right? That's just like an internet joke. I don't know. I you're the one who told it to. Yeah, me. it originated from the far from a Far Side comic. Oh, eh. Anatidaphobia. What? An an The fear that somewhere somehow a duck is watching you. Well, a Far Side is a pretty good comic strip, and uh, that's a pretty dumb fear to have. So I'd and say that. There's... Hippopotomonstrosesquipedalophobia. Is that a fear of monstrous hippos? No, it's a fear of long words. Oh, well, you don't have that. You might not have that fear. So you know, I think you're. I think you're well within your rights to hate dogs. On that instance, I would caution. Uh, be reasonable with your hatred, and I. I'd, well, yeah, that doesn't mean you just go yeah. out and start kicking puppies. Nobody, nobody wants you to kick puppies, because if you kick puppies, they might turn into dogs that maul other people, and the cycle of violence continues. Let, let it stop with you. Also, just don't kick puppies. That too. What did the puppy ever do to you? I mean, 
It's a puppy. Look at those big dog eyes. Look at it. It loves you. It's asking you to just don't hurt it. And then get bit. Yeah. Don't fall for that trap. You watch that puppy carefully. It's got those big round eyes. Don't kick it. But don't turn your back. Uh, but yeah, you're cool to you're cool to hate dogs if you got mauled by one. It's it's a scary world out there, and you got to be allowed to hate something, you know. A lot of people preach love and tolerance twenty four seven, but that's just as exhausting as hating everything. So, be as loving and tolerant to everybody, human wise, and then like pick one animal species to just hate. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it's a good solution because like it's bad to hate other people. Especially if you hate them irrationally. But animals, like dogs, cats, spiders, squid, uh, Wait, peregrine what falcons. squid? Uh, nothing against squid themselves. It's just another example of an animal. Mushrooms, you can hate mushrooms. They're not animals, animals or plants. They're, They're fun guys. They are fun guys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Get some stuffed mushrooms. Ooh, delicious. Uh, but the point I is, like mushrooms. love humanity... And pick an animal species to hate that you can, like, focus your hate so it's not balling up inside of you. And there you go. the uh, last uh, quandary, and this is the one I think we can actually give some really genuinely good advice on, Doubt. is from Reddit. And the question is, how to make platonic male friends? Hi, I'm a 29-year-old hi. woman. I want to be a friend. Oh, uh, this is further details. Uh, hi, I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I feel like it's really hard to be friends with men. I feel like it tends to end with the guy having different motivations for the friendship. I do have a boyfriend, but it doesn't seem to help much. My therapist told me today that if I reached out to any guy, he will automatically think I'm flirting, even if I don't use suggestful emojis or touch the guy in any way, including no handshakes. So I'm wondering if I should just not expect any sincere platonic friendship from men at all, or is there any way to prevent a miscommunication? Um... I mean, I feel like that's a problem with the guys. Yeah. This... Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, it's like... Because it's like, I would disagree that you can't... On the idea that you can't have strictly platonic relationships with the opposite gender. Because I would argue that I have many. Uh, I myself have many as well. It's completely possible. Yeah, so it's like... I would push back against the idea that it's impossible... Um, I would say that there are definitely, there is kind of an issue nowadays with a lot of guys seeing, uh, like the idea that you, um, I see like posts online a lot, uh, and stuff like just because she smiled at you doesn't mean she likes you. And it's like, well, that's very much true. And there is a big issue with guys kind of taking anything yeah. as like any sort of attention as being like, Oh, she likes me. But, um, I think that kind of has to do with like, I don't know. I I feel like that stems from just people not having interactions with other people and not it being like, um, I think that typically comes from people that are more socially awkward and distant and just don't understand social cues. And the hard thing is you can't learn those unless you're out in social and you're socializing, which nowadays I feel like, especially with the internet, people are becoming more and more adverse to um, which I'm one to talk, uh, yeah. but, but people will just like hide behind computers and never go out and never do anything. And that I feel like is making the problem worse. Yeah, I think it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely possible to have platonic male friends. Uh, I will admit that 
I have obtained a number of platonic friendships because I was that guy with motivation, but I overcame that, and we have, I have multiple, I'm friends with multiple women, where we're just friends, and it's, honestly, I prefer it, because I like having them in my life as friends, rather than not at all. Um, and uh, going off what you're saying, Calvin, of the interaction, I am not a social scientist. So, I know, surprising, right? Um, I wonder, though, if there is some sort of correlation between this problem and the way the dating landscape has shifted. Um, just in that, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I know that I have trouble, uh, discerning where appropriate places, where appropriate locations are to, like, be aware of that interest or, like, to show romantic interest in another person, like, at a bar or the library or whatever, mostly because all it's understandably so. People there are like, well, I'm at the library to check out books or I'm at the grocery store to do grocery shopping. I don't want to be approached like that, which is uh, clearly understandable and a very good track to take as a society in general. But I just wonder if the, there's a correlation between that and those awkward guys that you were talking about with less social interactions, less social awareness, struggling to uh, find those places, and then taking that any positive uh, interaction sh- is interest. Because they... Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're searching. saying, because like, the whole idea of that, like... Um, it's kind of hard to comment on given that we're both dudes, but yeah, so we, we really don't know the other side of it, but like, obviously as you were saying, just girls definitely have to deal with dudes just constantly coming up to them and like always thinking that any small thing they do is interest or um, just dudes constantly just approaching them in general. And you're right. That's just annoying for them. And like you, you should be as a dude, we should be conscious of that. And not be just like doing that, really. Not hitting um, on the waitress or the cashier, you know. Yeah, and just con- and constantly make making passes at people or just commenting on people's looks and judging them for that alone. So yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be doing that. Um, but you're kind of saying that like because people are more aware and conscious of that now, they're more afraid to get experience with that, and therefore that kind of leads to the lack of social developments in that anytime someone is nice to them back that they think, Oh, this is a moment. This is like our connection when it's really, they're just being nice. Is that yeah. What you're kind of saying? Yeah. That's a very good way to put what I was saying. Cause I wasn't sure what words to use, but I think that's the one that like, because there's for a good reason, less of the first thing that these less experienced individuals don't know how to read social cues, and they, even if they know, like, okay, these are settings where I'm not, this is a no-go zone, don't do this, if they then meet someone in, a, in like, a friendship setting, they might extrapolate out to be, this is the only realm where I can meet someone in that way, so I'm just going to assume, at first, anybody is possible for that. And if they're real dirtbags, that's all they're looking for in that realm. 
and then will then proceed to shut you down if you aren't what they want. Yeah, I, I, I also think that part of it is, and this is where like my social awkwardness comes in, it's like I kind of hate the whole like subtlety stuff that people are playing at. It's like, no, just come on. Can you just, can we just be like more straightforward? If you're just not interested, be like, hey, not interested. And then the other person should be like, all right, and they back off. And then in like, if you are, are interested in someone, you're not just sitting there playing games, trying to be like, oh, I'm going to do this and that'll catch your attention. You'd be like, no, just straight up ask. Be like, hey, want to go get coffee? No. All right. End of discussion. Moving on. Yep. Well, I think part of that is a de-escalation problem of the... Because I know there are some stories out there of uh, women who have tried to just be more direct and dirtbag dudes will be like, oh, you're just yeah, playing hard well, to get. That, so they no, have to no, become just, more subtle. Yeah. And you see, But that, that, yeah. then it comes back to an issue of just like jerk dudes that are just like yeah well they're obviously the issue and that does lead more into the whole idea of no you can't be platonic friends but uh i don't know i would i'd like to think that we're not all like yeah we're not there there's a large number of men out there who are for the most part not dirt bags and so if you want to make platonic friends with a man the best way is to just up front be like, yo, we're friends now, and only uh, group group interactions are a very good way to do this if you want to make sure you're testing the waters first. Uh, like, go to a movies with a bunch of people, or go to have a meal with a bunch of people, or the bar with a bunch of people, uh, or D&D with a bunch of people. Just settings where you can have a mixed group, and you can feel these guys out, and, like, figure out what their game is, and have a good read on who they are before having to worry about like yeah. going to get coffee one-on-one. -on -one. But but to be fair, it shouldn't necessarily be a process that a girl has to go through to like do this whole testing and do a, they, they there, there shouldn't True. necessarily be that innate assumption that it's on her to figure out the person and make sure it's in the right. I mean, it should be yeah. on the dude to not jump to conclusions and not just assume a smile is anything other than that they smiled at you and were nice. Yeah, you're right. Uh, use my plan if you're unsure of someone. And uh, maybe get a large stick. Just just beat beat them like like a dog. <laughs> I feel like that's not the answer. But <laughs> Down boy, roll up newspaper, spray bottle. Tss, tss. Friendship only. Wow. Yeah, so I guess really the, the, the advice would mainly be just to the dudes that would listen and just be like, they're they're just don't read into things as much my dude just don't you know yeah like she if a girl wants to be friends just be friends you she know wants to be friends that's all she wants that's all she means maybe it means more most likely it doesn't and typically there'll be a lot more indication just being yeah. nice and smiling means she was not nice and she smiled if she's like holding your hand and at the altar and saying i just want to be friends she no, probably she doesn't know. want to be friends at that point, <laughs> but don't assume. Otherwise, just be cool, my dude. And for the ladies out there, uh, keep holding your guy friends to a high standard, you know? Cause, and let them know if their friends are being, like, dirtbags. Yeah, that is the other thing. You gotta let people know, because otherwise how are they supposed to change? If you just silently judge them from the side, 
and are just like, God, they're a horrible person. Look at them doing all this stuff. And you never let them know that, hey, this thing isn't okay. Then how are they supposed to change? Like, I'll admit, I have been a dirtbag sometimes. And I'm not proud of it, but I've learned from it. So let them know. And if they don't change the behavior, drop them like a hot rock. Because they clearly aren't being good. They aren't being better buddies at that point, you know? Yep. We're all about being better buddies. So to sum up, it's on the dudes. It's not on you. It's not your fault. Unless you're, like, actively doing something. But the further details said made it sound like you weren't. Yeah, unless the person's just, like, stringing people along. Then there's, like, well, you're just kind of playing into it. But <laughs> but odds are it's most likely not happening. Yeah. Ugh. And good luck, you know? Like, in the in these trying times, we all could use a, use a good friend. So keep keep reaching out. Trying to find them. You'll find them eventually. Ooh, joke answer. Get a voice changer and only talk to people online through Discord. <laughs> there you go. They'll never know. <sighs> and our last segment for this week is shouting into the void. Uh, but it is just the two of us, Calvin, and I know that's not your favorite segment. Uh, I mean, you can do it. I just don't really have any suggestions on what to say. That's fair. Uh, then in that case, I think we should do Tom Hanks. He, uh, he played a pretty good buddy in a movie I quite enjoyed, uh, Toy Story. So I think he would be a, uh, he would be a good one as I pull up Twitter. Wait, what was it again? Sorry, I missed it. Tom Hanks. Yeah, but what are you, you going to send? Uh, he was Woody in Toy Story. Yeah, I know he was. I know who Tom Hanks is. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say that, uh, something along the lines I said, of like... I, 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 sorry, how do I bad. not... How could I possibly not know who Tom hey, is? No, I wanted, you, I wanted to know what you were going to say. I was going to say uh, something about like... Uh, Woody is an exemplary display of friendship. Something along those lines. Oh, oh also, I pulled up your The Better Buddy Twitter... And I saw your tweet from last week. I briefly listened to the last uh, podcast. Was it? Uh, was it? Who was it that said that they did you, about the no cut? Was it you or James? No cut for the sandwiches. Oh, um, neither of us said no cut. Uh, what happened was I said triangles, James said rectangles, and oh, that's what no cut, John misunderstood and thought cutting into rectangles included cutting the crust off. Cutting crust off, yeah. And he okay. said no cut. Yeah, because so I was listening to that and I was just like, well, no, I agree, I don't typically cut my sandwich, but if you're going to cut it, you cut it in triangles. I don't think a sandwich needs to be cut, but if it is, triangles. Triangles are good. Then you get, like, the corner bite, which is the best. I th- that's what I was saying. Are you pulling up his Twitter or just trying to think of a tweet? Uh, I'm typing. All right. Did you see? Oh, go ahead. Oh, that that was, I just finished typing. What did I see? Did you see the teaser trailer for Halo Infinite? I did not. But it's just it just is focused on like a data screen, data pad thing that pops up, and it's like a waveform of Ooh. an elite. No, it's a brute of an a brute giving a speech about how they control the ring and humanity will like feel their something or whatever like if humanity will just dis- be destroyed and all this stuff um i guess the enemy is going to be the banished Ooh. which are a people from halo wars 2 
they're the main enemy you fight and they're like a group of the covenant that left the covenant prior to the great schism so prior to the elites leaving um but it basically means the brutes are back because it's led by a because it's led by a brute that'll be good i'm i'm looking forward to halo infinite because it's capstone you know like it's it's coming out for uh xbox one still right i thought it was no idea Uh, i would think so who knows It'd be such a good capstone for my Xbox ownership experience as of right now, because I bought the Xbox One S with the Halo Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, and so to just cap infinite onto the end of that system life would be amazing. Oh, and in like uh, two days... I also just found another... Yeah, go ahead. No, you finish your thought. Uh... In two days, they're doing an Avengers War Table thing where they're going to reveal more information about the upcoming Avengers video game. They've revealed that uh, the Avengers video game is going to be released on PS4 and Xbox One and PS5 and X- the next Xbox. But at least with like PS4, PS5, if you upgrade to a PS5, the game and everything will upgrade as well. So you won't have to buy it again. Nice. Yeah. Um, but just yeah. real quick, I just saw an article that said, uh, D and D's were going to try and remove the idea yes. of evil races. Um, which honestly is something I enjoy. They already did a lot of work with it with the Eberron source book, yeah, Rising from the Last War. Um, and one of the great things they did with that was in the world of Eberron, the orc race is actually a tribes of shamans that originally sealed away a great darkness. So it's this, like, group of beings that are protecting the realm. Um, But part of what they're doing with that is it sounds like they're coming up with a system where the stat bonuses are interchangeable. Yeah, just the same that they want to make better, more customization for your, like, racial ability scores. Yeah. I, I I so love that idea because there's just certain race class combination like races and classes that are my favorite i love the warforged i love artificing as a class um but it's a little difficult to expand outwards into other races because it's like oh yeah i'd like to try being an aarakocra or a orc or a goblin but if i want to be a goblin or a gnome and i'm already starting at disadvantage because of my racial stat feats for being a fighter or a barbarian mm. It's definitely something that comes down to um, story choice over stat choice. And at least one game that I play in, that's kind of not an... That's an option you have to pick knowing you're at a disadvantage because it's a brutal game. So I'm glad that that's coming around. Yeah. Oh, also, I was playing Trivia Murder Party um, uh, with uh, on Matt's stream, and there was a D&D question... And it was like, which of these are class D and D class are our fifth edition classes? And um, there was cavalier and commoner, and they said those were classes. Mm, no. Right. Okay. Commoner's technically not a class. That's just a stat block for NPCs. It nobody, was like nobody it was like, chooses it was, to be a commoner. Like, the options were, like, it was, like, choose all that are 
D&D 5th edition classes. It was Commoner, uh, Cleric, and Cavalier. And it said all of them were classes. No, they're wrong. Because I looked up Cavalier and I couldn't find like a definitive, but it seems like it is like a... So it like is a class. Yeah, I'm doing a quick Google. I or yeah, so it's a fighter. Well, this says it's in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which means it's not in Fifth Edition. It's not core rulebook. Well, yeah, it's a subclass inspired by a character class that goes all the way. Oh, it's a character class. It goes all the way back to Thursday. What's a character class? Um, so. What I would guess is... Is that just normal classes? Yeah. It's probably normal classes, but because of the way 5th edition set up, they didn't have Cavalier as a class. They had Fighter. And then people wanted Cavalier, so they brought it back in Xanathar's as a subclass. Yeah, okay. So, I was right then. That question sucks. Yeah, that's a bad question. Because the only class in there is Cleric. Um, Like... Of, like, the core rulebook. Yeah. yeah. Even expanded, the only class outside core rulebook is Artificer. It's the only one, and they just introduced it last year. And that's, and it's like, five years of the game, exi- of 5th edition existing, or something. Mm-hmm. So, it's really not, that was not a good question at all. Also, uh, you should, if you don't already, you should go subscribe to Maddie Misplays on Twitch. Uh, the day this episode is dropping, they're doing a Jackbox stream that night, so go check it out and have some fun. Yeah. Ye. You, uh, Calvin, are you going to be there? Uh, I might be. In the... Man, we're going to just turn you into a, into a media personality. You're on here, you're on Maddie Misplays, you're just going to be all over the place. Yeah, I'm everywhere. You're going to get dragged into internet fame. Yup. Alright. Well... Speaking of internet fame, thank you for gracing us with your presence once again as we push you ever higher into stardom. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Make sure you leave reviews and ratings and things like that because it helps put us further up the charts. We've got at least one, so, you know, it's a good start. It's a good start. If we get, like, one more, that'd be nice. Uh, and if we get to, like, ten, I'll review a sandwich or something. Nice. Yeah. That's what we suggested at the end of last episode. I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, you can find our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, Better Buddies Podcast. Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when tweeting about the show. You can also email us, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com, with your fan mail, hate mail, or if you need advice, we would be more than happy to give it to you. And last but not least, be a better buddy. There's the donkey clip. Oh boy, let's watch this donkey clip. Nice. See, oh, I'd, I'd like to see more of that. Not enough to get a subscription, but I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, right? Like, I'd watch it, but it's just not worth... Well... HBO Max. Time to get my pirate hat.
and a bottle of rum. Yeah. I already have the eye patch. And the parrot. <laughs>